goes on Facebook. You know what goes on Facebook? The SideQuest Live on Facebook. This is the world's greatest video game podcast uh, that we do it every it week. Not. Legal disclaimer, it is not. Legal disclaimer. I, mean, legal, we have I think outlined. we can say that because you can say yeah. the best movie in the world and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, Somebody yeah. thinks our podcast is the best. So it doesn't. It really doesn't matter. We are one of Do the longest think? running. It's not any. It's not any four of us. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my make make, make Ryan Gann make an episode zero of every side questing episode between yes. the start and now. <laughs> he How did it for joystick. Why not us? Yeah, I, I was a part of that. I was the one that edited that. It was actually Aaron and Ryan put that one together. Um, oh with, God. Yeah, Ryan was coordinating. Aaron was. Uh, collecting and then I was splicing it all. I still have, I just found the freaking file I had on my hard drive. I have a short version, I still, and I, yeah. I still remember when Justin McElroy would be like, All right, it's time to call Ryan Gann on Skype and see if he picks up. And then he would never, he and then Ryan would tell us a story about like how he knew that he was getting called by Justin and he refused to ever talk to him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have a short, like, I think the actual version that went out was a little bit over an hour. And then I have a truly three hour version of the joystick episode the zero. Snyder cut of the Snyder cut. The Snyder cut. No, it's a Taika YTT cut of <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. It's a yes, four hours dude. long. Oh, uh, goodness. <laughs> I, how are you guys doing, my friends? Wonderful. I'm Dolly Domofsky. Joining me above me is the one, the only JJ Holder. Yeah. Yeah. Beards be growing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been yeah, a week. Beard. I'm already at uh, Eat. five o'clock. Yeah. It's five. Yeah, it's late. It's much more than five o'clock. I, I was gonna saying, say yeah. you're looking. You're looking at least ten o'clock, my man. <laughs> yeah, he, has, he already has a, a longer beard than I have, and I've been trying to grow it for the same amount of time. Um, to JJ's, technically his right, your left, kitty corner for me, uh, like uh, Michelangelo's touching of God, whatever. I don't know. Is Creation Adam's of man. Name? creation of man it is zach okay quest quest yeah i'm in the kitty corner because i'm a child yeah you're a child <laughs> yeah i said small table because he's a child surrounded by kittens yeah. yes there you go and that luxurious voice that you heard there is the one the only taylor bliss you get to officially hear the uh the i'm sick version of the voice so lucky you <laughs> Stefan joined us right away and says it's so weird seeing only one beard. <laughs> hey, listen, one, at least you get one. Yeah, one full This thing's beard. never is never gonna go. So you'll always just, just don't make it. any silly bets and you can yeah. you can last. Yeah. <laughs> uh well hey, gents, it's awesome to see you guys on a Sunday night. Um <clears throat> I will Lord's say bed. that uh Last week's episode was the most viewed episode in like a couple months for like I have no idea why. Probably because I wasn't on it. Oh, really? probably. Okay, then see. Probably because it was. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> How many views we got now? Oh my god, we're spiking. We're, okay. we're spiking. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe they saw that maybe they saw how long the episode was and was like yeah I can tolerate this. <laughs> oh yeah, what an hour and a half? I think I had to. Edit it. I think I think we made it under ninety minutes. I think it was like yeah. An hour it was 20. it was no we recorded under ninety straight yeah. up. That was yeah. before cuts. Yeah. <laughs> I edited it to make it uh, make it longer and worthwhile. You... For everybody. <laughs> 
just added eight minutes of uhs and ums just scattered throughout the episode purposeful pauses that i had in there yeah Mm -hmm. staggered stuff uh but we're back (laughs) this week in a a wonderful time uh i'm sure we'll we'll be had by all there is surprisingly plenty to talk about this week um is there yeah 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 Uh, yeah. tell me about it well, uh, um, the Japanese Prime. No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna, <laughs> no. Oh, oh no. no. Already on the Team Fortress 2 shop, you can. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <geez. laughs> I need you guys to vamp while I'm getting the uh, the tweet sent out. Shroud joined uh, Sentinels uh, Valorant team. Shroud re- crazy. resurrects from his retirement to be a pro Valorant player. Crazy. That's kind of actually because like he's probably honestly arguably better now than he was when he was a CS:GO player or a CS. Well, he's yeah, I mean, he's been grinding player. Valorant since Valorant came out. I would yeah. say aside from his stints into MM, MMORPG, um, apps, just very true. But yeah, it's just crazy. He's as aged like a fine wine. He's he's going. <laughs> so I think that's like a really interesting. Fine wine. I mean the the thing about Valorant is that, I mean it's still, it's an almost as twitchy as Go, um, but because mm-hmm. of abilities and stuff, there I think personally there's a little bit more leeway on uh, Twitch reactions that let somebody who's uh, I mean you know we're talking about with Shroud's like 29 or something, uh, maybe 30 That's now. I don't way too don't old in the well, e-sports. but I'm saying by but competitively speaking in uh, yeah. in esports it is old. And he's, you know, he still knows a lot about how to play the competitive games. But yeah, it, it is interesting. It's relevant. He's one of the top, uh, probably the top 0.01% of Twitch uh, streamers' personalities on the platform. So, previous Mixer. <laughs> no longer on <in> Mixer. <laughs> um, but the other news, uh, which is uh, inconsequential to, to Shroud, obviously. Then I don't care about it. Let's skip it. You don't care about it at all. Um, I might as well share. Let me sh- let me hide this. So I'll share that later. Uh, is that the king is back, everybody? E three twenty twenty. Oh yeah. yeah, I forgot about this already. <laughs> it is back, baby. Yeah. Uh, but it's being handled by Reed Pop, who did who did a, a very excellent PAX East this year. Um, I and have been doing it for quite some time. Yes, they have been doing it for quite some time. They've got it down, uh, and I think um, them handling <clears throat> E3. It's, it's funny because I, I mentioned, did we? I, I think I, I mentioned in Discord. Didn't we say that Reed Pop should handle E3? Somebody did in one of our episodes, and uh, yeah, and it, it, it came true. Um, kudos! I will say there. Reed Pop knows how to run yes. an appealing yeah. convention. Um, something that is enjoyable to attend. Um, and I think that E3 was to a certain degree, but I think it was enjoyable for reasons other than, for reasons different than what Reed Pop creates. E3 right. was desirable to be there because of what it had already been and its transition out of an industrial. Uh, an industry event and so people just were in love it's, with an industry event yeah it's interesting because like read pop before pax was strictly 
you know, comic book conventions. Like that's what they were putting right. on was comic book conventions. And comic book conventions are so fundamentally like they're similar, but so different from packs. Sure. What they're yeah. trying to accomplish and what they're trying to do. And I think like but you know, when you think about the fundamental differences between a comic yeah. convention and a games convention, they didn't bring over a lot of that stuff. No. I mean, comic convention yeah. is so personality based exactly. um, in getting people yeah. there, and Repop didn't—they didn't look well, at packs and be like, "We have yeah. to do all those things." Well, and another thing that like Repop has to do for like comic conventions is to make it like reasonable for because. It's a consumer event at a comic book convention in a different way than like PAX is a consumer event. Uh, right. You know, New York City Comic Con, Emerald City Comic Con, all of those. You go there to meet the personalities, but you're also going there to purchase. You're you're there to buy. It's not like that with PAX. PAX is definitely more of like, uh, it's an expo in as in its name. It is there designed to showcase as opposed to a comic show. So I think the PAX part of it really will help the E3 part like they're already got their foot in the door of what right. you expect i just think they scale it back a little bit to, um, yeah i mean i yeah. i think that with how long they've been doing packs for this point yeah. in time you know they have relations with the people that go to the booths they all they also just happen to have also relations with uh booths that you wouldn't necessarily think of being an e3 although dally you sure. know better than i do since i never mm -hmm. went um but i would assume a lot of the merch stuff isn't quite as included. it was definitely not uh so merch at e3 really wasn't a thing until that yeah. last the last two years when they really started getting right. and they really started right? letting people <laughs> like, <laughs> when, when, and they started to feel the stranglehold of death upon them yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um, you make they, money no like well they because, had a like, um yeah. Oh, sorry. Read, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like read pop makes it enticing for these people to want to come in and hawk their wares, which right up until very recently wasn't really a thing at PAX. So it's you could see that part encroaching in because PAX used to not have that. Like there was like right. one or two merch booths outside of uh their own like penny arcade stuff and now it's just you saw it pax east like the whole yeah. back half of that convention was oh, there was a merch section yeah i mean so, it's it's literally a devoted area so so i'll be it'll be interesting to see if they if what e3's like so future is as there. the uh so so far the only four of us the only per of us four wait the only one of us four thank you that's been to E3 is myself. So I'll, I'll, all I'm going to do is speak from the experience of, of being there in the past. Who knows what it's going to be like next time. Um, but merch wasn't a big thing, like I said, up until the last couple of years. But e ESA makes the majority of their money for the year from holding mm -hmm. this expo. Uh, right. They've kept the expo was exactly the same for so many years. Uh and then they realized there were monetary concerns. So they moved. Remember, they had those like two years of hotel mm -hmm. meetings, which were just horrible. Um, which is when Penny, like, which is when PAX became exactly yeah. that, that is now. that's when PAX became the craze. So E3 said, okay, let's go back to holding it at a convention center. Spike TV. Spike TV. Um, yeah. But uh, so, but they, they make the majority of their money, but they're not good at pl planning e3 they were never good at planning e expo the esa can do what it needs to do to fight for the gaming industry whatever respect um it's doing but uh when your whole year is focused on this one event and you're not having it and you organize it poorly especially the last few years 
then it's not going to it's not going to do well. I mean, to the point where Microsoft wasn't on the show floor anymore, right? They had their oh. Mixer booth, but then people stopped caring about Mixer. Um, <laughs> Sony wasn't there. Sony left those last two years of of E3 when Sony used to have a massive booth. I remember the yep. olden the olden days. You would have either it used to be Microsoft and Sony, Xbox and PlayStation were across from each other on the same, like you could walk down the hallway and one side was green and one side was navy blue and you knew exactly where you were. And then Nintendo was off somewhere in the opposite corner. Uh, and then Sony, the corner. Yeah. And then Sony left. So Nintendo took Sony's spot. Um, and then Microsoft left as Xbox and uh, they put Mixer in there. Um, and um, it... And obviously Activision had been gone for a while, uh, for a few years. Um, I think the last time Activision was there was with, uh, W, 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 World War II. Wait, maybe it was, it was W, W, Call of Duty, W, W, Oh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Okay. Yeah. 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 I remember being, going there because they also had like some Skylanders thing or whatever they wanted to show us at the same time. Um, uh, but that was it. Like they have it. They had. They didn't go the last couple of years. Everything else they had was up in you know in um, uh, like mini offices, satellite offices. EA was only yeah. there through like little satellite rooms because uh, they held. So companies were leaving. <clears throat> yeah, companies were leaving a lot, uh, very quickly, very rapidly over those last few years. So it. <clears throat> To me, it was important for the ESA to understand that they're not a they're not a party planner. Um, just do what you need to do, which is fight for the studios, fight for gaming, and let somebody else actually handle the show. Now, with that said, we don't know what's going to happen with this show. Uh, so, no. you know, we from one end we heard it's mostly going to be industry. I think Schreier or Tatillo actually uh, wrote that up. On the other side, we've heard. It's going to be way more public than it has been in the past. I've also heard something in the middle. Truth be told, they they're still trying to figure that out. They don't. Yeah, I, there's no way anybody knows because here's no the way. thing: is that we just we just got the announcement. Yeah. Um, which means that maybe they've been shopping it for like a few weeks before that. Maybe maybe so a month. Maybe I will months. say I will say this: it's been um, uh, logically. Oh, actually, no, that's true. It it has been months. Um, it has since... been months. So they've been planning this since 2019. Um, <laughs> from Reed Pop has been involved since. Uh, oh, okay. Like at least 18 to like directly 18 plus months, I think is what their their statement said. Um, but they've been in negotiations since 2019, and I think the pandemic actually made the ESA finally realize that you know they like spat something out last year to just do it. They're like, we just need to get something out. Hire a company to make a website and call it the virtual E3. Oh, that's so God. bad. I, it was oh, worse. Yep. It was so, and so bad. In the me and it was bad. It, there was <laughs> in the meantime, they were negotiating with Reed Pop, um, like to get the final details down. So, uh, I guess where where I was coming from on it was uh, from the perspective of we're not going to know what it is until we know who's going there, and so, those yeah, conversations. Right because because the repop thing was only finalized recently like yeah you can have murmurs and you know you can be whispering to people about like hey, you know yes we want to see you on the show until the pr announcement drops and it's public shit doesn't really start for real uh, so now that that's happened we'll figure we'll find out pretty fast i will say this so speak um when the news broke i ended up holding a little twitter spaces thing 
had a few folks on there. And speaking to side questings, uh, side questing adjacent uh, Dan Hevia, which we all love. Um, Dan brought up a good point because Dan Dan is in the weeds with a lot of this stuff, and we know a lot of the folks that are that are involved in this. And that's um, you don't announce this until you have enough backing from folks. Right. So there is already there are already enough of the major partners that the ESA is is working with uh, to have announced this event. So that that's fair point too. Probably Square yeah. Enix and Capcom. Probably Nintendo. I'm gonna put that in there, and probably yeah. Xbox. PlayStation is whatever know. it is. You think you I, you think they secured Nintendo? N- Nintendo was like the first to drop. N- no, well, I think they, they, they still well, there's had, nothing yes. this year. Yeah, no, they still had like a yeah. booth though. They still yeah, had like Nintendo things. Had, there. Oh, they just didn't do a yeah. showcase. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Because they 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 right. did the treehouse at their booth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Nintendo's booth was always massive. The Smash Brothers yeah. booth was massive. I didn't go in 2019, but 2018. That's all people talked about was the Nintendo. And booth. and 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 yeah. here's the thing: it's read pop. I mean, like exactly. that's yeah. this is what they do. Their whole job is to negotiate with some yep. of the most powerful names in an industry you know these are the people that are used to working with like marvel and dc yeah. and disney yeah. and all these people to get them or even like high high profile hollywood superstars to appear at you know conventions all across the country i mean that's mm-hmm. what these people do uh yeah and this is going to be the first e3 back it's going to be their first e3 they're going to go absolutely nuts on the marketing on the messaging on the you know e3 back and better than ever in the months leading up to this you're you're going to get sick of hearing about read pops e3 that's for damn sure (laughs) i think i think what we're gonna see might just be like every big publisher or you know console like those the, the big three they're going to take the stance of we'll do a digital thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. But have a booth, just like Nintendo's yeah. done it. Like yeah. everyone's going to do that. It's not going to be like, let's all go to the theater and go watch this thing. It's not going to be that. It's going to yeah. be you watch the things before the show. The show opens up and then you go experience those things mm-hmm. that you just just saw. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to go back to to the everyone's getting into the theater all these live people here seeing yeah. this you know and you don't movie need to, thing. Are gone. yeah, yeah. Those are gone. I, I want i want my xbox okay I don't make, no um no to, to to your point to both your points actually um xbox did do the uh kind of the the fan fest stuff right mm. where you and and i i think one of the first e3s that i went to actually i remember ryan gann and i went to e3 where they announced the elite xbox where the black one the yeah. kind of the, yeah Dang. The, end of the life cycle <clears throat> um or they gave them out to everybody in the audience well uh they had us in a satellite room because it was already full by the time we got to xbox they were you being really strict at the time. no we of course didn't get one um <laughs> but we were in the satellite room which was basically a little like a conv- uh, a banquet hall uh at the jw marriott i think like next door to the convention center they just packed yeah. like 500 people in there and um we ended up uh uh you know going over uh oh, little, little message there you go good job <laughs> that's, that's my mom hey mom. awesome your mom is awesome hi, hi zach's mom, zach's mom. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah but so but that and so that kind of morphed into the whole fan fest thing and like obviously the nintendo uh the nintendo store shows were fantastic the live streams there like you get people together um 
in one spot to watch Playland, uh, to, to watch these events, I think there is something, some aspect there. So I could actually see these virtual showings, right? Just like how uh, Summer Game Fest did the same thing. So you can go to an mm-hmm. IMAX and watch. And mm-hmm. PlayStation let you go to IMAX theaters. In fact, that's how um, uh, Sam and I went to E3. We didn't go to the, the Sony press conference that one year where they showed Resident Evil 2 and a bunch of other stuff. And even <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. We actually went to the theater, which ended up being a hell of a lot better, pardon me, Um we went to the theater uh, that was off-site, and obviously you could do IMAX all over the country. So I think that there is going to be a strong push for that aspect. Let's get these little mini fan fests. You could almost do, I hate to say satellite E3s, but you kind of could do these little, tie it into like an AMC where, you know. where Local where E3 watch parties. Local E3 watch <laughs> parties. Like t- I was going to say AMC, Taylor's favorite NFC hub where he gets all the cool yeah. stuff. All my no, but, coolest um, I've definitely theater. got two of them. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think you could do these little local areas and that could be really interesting from that standpoint, right? So you get these little like local watch parties around the US. You can buy a whole day's worth of streams. Um, to watch all the cool your, stuff happen. That your is really ticket includes exclusive access. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exclusive you get, you get NFTs. Or yeah. NFTs. But I think there's something really cool there. Again, I, I'm not privy to any of this stuff, but we don't know what it's going to be. We, all, like I said, all we know is that they're they've got companies on board. That's the only reason they they fully in because they did say E3 is coming back next year. They said at the beginning of June, you know, yeah. before Game Fest, before all that kind of stuff. We're gonna be back in person next year. But they didn't announce any details. And this was the shot to say, here it is. We've basically got the you know the major plot line figured out. Now we've got to fill in the holes and sign contracts on merchandise on floor space on da-da-da-da, which does take a year to do. It takes a long time. Um, but to me, it's actually very encouraging. And I I know there's negativity out there from, from folks within the industry who are like, man, we don't need to do why be in person, why include the public. But man, those same people, those same journalists are going to be front front and center, first in line to be at that E3. Fine. If you're going to be ripping on E3, don't go. Leave space for more of us at SideQuesting and the, small, like, the smaller sites. Those, it's press people, those press people also go to PAX, and they don't say yeah. the same thing about PAX. Yeah. So, right. And again, we don't know what this is going to be. We don't know if it's going to be more like PAX, if it'll be more like the older E3. I don't know. But well, um, what we what we do it, know it is really that... Cool. What we do know is that Jeff still has his thing going on within a couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> now, the, that's the that's aspect, a blood, bloodbath so of a fight. I will let you know. Read that opinion piece um, that's on Games Industry because I think in there they even mention uh, Chris Dring, I think, um, wrote that piece on GameIndustry.biz. They even mention, um, you know, potentially trying to work with Jeff to get something together. Now, Jeff is... Je- Jeff was, Jeff had to, issues man. with the ESA proper, right? Because <laughs> ESA proper is... They couldn't organize them. So it was it was a mess. Yeah. But Repop I, I could imagine as great a, people. Yeah. I could imagine as a content... As a person that is creating, like, actual yeah. television... Like, what's, yep. for all intents and purposes, Jeff Keighley's trying to create actual, like, television. You know, yes. actual media yeah. content. And to have this sort of scattershot... I'm not saying he is zach i'm saying he's trying yeah. to he's just creating a commercial yeah, an hour-long commercial what that yes again he's creating yeah. tv um uh 
But give but Jeff why? that live stream. The yeah. kickoff to E3 is Summer Game Fest live stream at IMAX. That's what I'm saying. For, yeah. like but to, four hours, but, whatever. But yeah. to have such a scattershot company that doesn't know how to put together yeah. something must be frustrating when you're trying to oh, create yeah. something yeah. on the scale that Jeff is attempting to yep. do. I could just, and Jeff yeah. was tied to E3. I think we even talked about it in the past. It was great um, to watch him do those interviews because he went, he asked hard questions to people like Reggie, like uh, Phil Spencer. Um, whoever was in charge of Sony PlayStation at the time, he went after folks, asked some great questions, that, those interviews that he did. To me, that's more interesting because Jeff is actually from the journalism side. Jeff's good he's amazing. at creating creating content people want to watch because he's he's kind of fine. He found a void that was out there and he filled it yeah. with that. But any anybody can do a game, uh, a game stream, as we've seen. Anybody can do whatever i want an award show but jeff has the journalism four idiots side. can record a podcast four idiots can record yeah. a podcast that somehow has seven viewers at once now um but uh it, you know it's, uh jeff's journalism side i think is great and i know the, e, yeah. the esa tried to do it with him when they had remember they had the kind of off weird off uh off stage stuff where jeff was running that didn't go over very well because it was they had like elon musk one year remember that talk about playing games in a tesla or whatever but yep. um, they had like jamie kennedy yeah. one year do you jamie remember kennedy, when he was, yeah. <laughs> was doing that? oh my god yeah. but uh you know i from the actual journalism side i think there's there's some merit there but anyways I, I, yeah no I'm, I'm very optimistic about this to be honest i want to say jeff he despite being kind of like polarizing he's not really he mm -hmm. he's like just kind of a guy and he's easy to hate he's really easy to like but he's also really in tune with gaming in yeah. general yeah. so yeah. like the questions he asks like like mm -hmm. especially during e3 are things that people are thinking like like right. he'll he'll ask questions that i want to know yeah and that's and, and it's not questions direct like for a PR standpoint for the company, it's a PR standpoint for him because he wants to get that like head headline, but it's a really interesting way that he does things. And I want, I just want him back on the field. Just being like, Hey Reggie, yeah. why yeah. do you like NFTs and why'd you split the stock at game GameStop and like whatever. Right. Like, yeah. yeah so. I, I mean, are you guys more or less interested, uh, in e3 right now um, i am let's okay i'm more interested than, than i have been but the the deciding factor is going to be i th i still think it should there should be a press day and then a public day so people get their people can do all the things that they need to do if that's not going to happen i, I don't want to go like i just want like, a press day where i can go and see all the things and then leave that's what i the, want uh, the great thing about uh pax east is that press hour um, yeah one because hour, yeah. only one hour, unfortunately. <laughs> but you, there, there's enough stuff out there that well, it was great. And, yeah. Yeah, it was great, like right now for PAX because everything's kind of a smaller yeah, game, yeah. so it's not like you're gonna sit down for like the hour 45 minutes yeah. of like yeah. resident need Evil a lot two more, or something. Right. Yeah. yeah, you need a lot more time for the other stuff. Yeah, uh, give me, give me press days. Give me a couple press days. And the the thing about the press is. We don't care about the design of a booth. You know, I'll be in a conference room. I'm totally fine in a conference room. Playing. And maybe that's, a, maybe that's a part of it. Maybe it's the actual games that are on the show floor are in conference rooms as well. So it's like, forget about yeah. the stuff. That, and we, they did that in the past, yeah. um, but it was very tightly controlled to, for the conference rooms. Maybe that well, part is more open. And there's also um, been so many instances where they show media. off like builds to press 
that are garbage, but they show the concept of a game to the press and they will show that to the general public because the general public will be like, dude, this game sucks. It's never going to come out, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, (laughs) it's like we understand, like we we play games in that state sometimes, times too. So it's a very different ball game there. Yeah. Now, I also think you don't want to make this into another PAX. Right, you don't no, want to make it an exactly. event where it's like I don't think they okay. want to. I don't <laughs> yeah. think they want to either. No, because no. you still have to focus on the business aspect. You have to focus on advertising. You have to focus on retail because retail is still a part of this, even though more stuff is going digital. Um, and you have to focus on mainstream media because people start thinking about Christmas now. I mean, we got Prime Days. Amazon Prime Days is next week. Is this week? Uh, you better believe I'm going to buy some crap. Um, <laughs> but the next run up is then. It, especially now with uh, all the supply chain stuff, everything happening, the whole idea of retail is completely upended. And so I think it's important that the the retail now sees what's coming out of gaming so that they know how to plan and w- how much to order going forward. It's, it, it is a very important time right now for retail. So um, yeah, I definitely think, yeah, you don't want to make this a PAX at the same time make these little fan fests like we were saying uh, could be kind of a fun and like again E3 is either at home you just watch the live streams or you go to your theater because they've signed on to IMAX theaters or if you're in LA you go to the summer game fest which is maybe it's tied into the EA play part maybe it's tied into a little bit of Xbox because they had that in the past um, mm-hmm. the Xbox fan fest was on site and you could play the Xbox you know fan um, people who are Xbox live members other you know fans and stuff could actually register and go there you could still do those things. Maybe that's the summer game fest stuff. Maybe that's the, or, the con, you know community things. Or they take a note okay. from Steam and do it, like allow people who are at home to play the demos, play like mm-hmm. the the things. Like, hey, here's an hour long slice of this game. Like, do a yeah. Steam Next Fest demos type thing, but for consoles, mm-hmm. like or for and whatever. They, well, again, Microsoft made that note right that they're um, they're essentially doing that for the xbox you can you can do that mm-hmm. i know even way back in sony the, is as well sony way back in the wii and wii u days the wii days <laughs> you could go to best buy and play yeah. they literally had the demo that's on the show floor that they had just yeah. announced they, they had sent the disc to best buy so you could pop the disc in and i remember i was at e3 one year and i played um was it uh smash brothers for wii u Yep. uh at e3 and then i came home i think i came home on thursday night and friday you could walk into best buy and play smash brothers on wii u which was wild to think it's like oh great the game that i just played on the show floor at e3 that everybody was talking about is right here and i can play it right here at best buy so yeah i think there are and that's maybe that's the aspect that could be kind of interesting for retail you play it at home you can go to your local game store and play stuff there i think you know, nobody understands that better than Reed Pop in terms of how to connect with people. But they do New York Comic Con, and you know, which is massive. They do, they do some like Wizard events too, or I don't, I don't know what else. No, what I think Wizards their own thing, but I know, they do the they yeah. do my they do my comic the Emerald City Comic Con. So. Yeah, Emerald City Comic Con, which yeah. is huge. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah, we were we were uh, asleep. The great <laughs> thing about E3, I love they have two media rooms. They have the one media room, which is like you walk in, it just rows of computers or tables just to work and then the room next to it is also a media room which is you walk in and it's just couches 
because everybody's so fucking drained. It's couches and beanbag chairs and floor space, and half the time people are asleep. It's great. It used to also but, be yeah. uh, the B roll. Also, was like the most important part of E three yeah. because that's yeah. so because that's how you just like saw it on the news. Like you would turn yeah. on the local yeah. news, and there's the E three footage of all the B roll. Yeah. My favorite, my highlight of E3 is game trailers and easy, well, easy allies. Eventually, they started, they always did this thing where they would rate the carpets for each booth. They would go into the booth <laughs> yes. and like rate the I different carpets. That. That's just yeah. great. Like stuff That's like fantastic. that is really fun. That's yeah. fantastic. So there we go. E3, it's on its way back. Um, we're excited. Uh, you know, they got a, a Chris Dring, they got Guy, uh, Guy Blomberg there. Guy's fantastic as. From the biz dev side so yeah um we'll i'm sure we'll hear more media they're actually doing media at registration early usually media registration is like february uh before e3 so you're kind of figuring out what the plan they're starting at the end of this year which is which is cool so i'm just curious to see how that goes but let's move on um there is some other news out there one oh. that uh i i somehow remember taylor saying that this definitely wasn't going to happen. But lo and behold, God of War is actually launching this year. <laughs> it can still be delayed. You know that, It can right? still be delayed. No, no, okay. Did I say that? No, I, it, somebody on, on one of the podcasts said it's going to get delayed. It's going to be delayed. I can't it's remember me. if it was you. It was the, 100% was me. <laughs> I, was like, I don't remember. I, like, I, don't, I don't doubt that I could have said it. I just don't remember being that enthusiastic about it if i did i was yeah, also pretty but, enthusiastic about Elden ring being delayed and that never happened so yeah. well they are working on some dlc apparently for Elden ring but anyways november 9th um uh and it, it, they just showed the cinematic trailer just re- with the date tease on there and that was it they sony's been really weird this year with information about their games i mean they, there's only th- this game the rest of this year right it's just got a war and that's it uh, but 11.9.22 for much. your two your two consoles that you probably already own. Hey, look, it's me. It's you. <laughs> um, with the two consoles you already own, uh, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Uh-huh. Uh, this is probably yeah, the that, last that, year that, we're going to be seeing this, that. That's the other yeah. thing about it is that, like, you know, I, I got to wait, oh, wait no, another last three years. Yeah. Well, I got to wait another three years for me. <laughs> now, here's where I'm at. I'm going to definitely buy... Well, I need to wait to hear about Final Fantasy 16 more before I buy a PS5, mm-hmm. but I might just end up buying one to play this and just keeping it for Final Fantasy 16. Sure. So yeah. I don't know. I forgot Last of Us remake part one, whatever, is also coming out specifically Man, for PS5 I'd... this year. But it's on PC. So maybe I'm yeah. a hater. For, yeah, maybe I'm a hater for it. I don't like that, doesn't count to me. Yeah. Last of Us? Like, no, it doesn't either. It's a remake. No, I, don't, I don't feel like it. No. But, anyways, yeah, this game. Is is coming out this year. We're gonna see a little bit older Atreus. We find out. I'm sure we'll find out more of what happens to him. I'm not gonna spoil the game uh, or the first. The Just first say, one, it. <laughs> say it. Say it. No, listen. I, I mean, I can. If I go high, I, I can either go like up high, I, or I can just low key tell you exactly what's gonna happen. Uh huh. No, yeah. um, no, it's it's uh, it's Norse mythology. No, it's we were saying, you know, what's gonna happen to God of War after this? Because they then, you know, when they said there was a second game coming, at that point they said it's only two games in this series. It's done in this portion. Mm-hmm. It's done. Um, people, you know, it it that was kind of low on the fruit 
low on the tree. People kind of forgot that. A lot of folks forgot yeah. that. So now it's bubbling up that it's like, oh, there's only two games. It's only going to be two games in this in this series because you don't want to overstay your welcome. Probably because there are so many Viking and Norse mythology games, right? This Valheim, obviously Valhalla, you know, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Then there's movies, there's TV (laughs) shows. So you did it. You got two two, uh, iterations of this IP in Norse mythology. Time to move on. Who knows what will happen after? I would love Africa. Go to Africa. I would love if you went to, I think I brought it up, North America and, and work with like, you know, Excuse me, like the um, the uh, Native American tribes, you know, the, the, the Assassin's the Creed Three of, <laughs> but like yeah, actually gonna... focus back then, like no. when you know, I think it'd be uh, kind of cool. No, I was gonna say this thought of war. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> yes. it literally is taking the Assassin's Creed route, though, right? Because like remember, is, yeah. remember, remember at one point after Assassin's Creed three it was just kind of like all right what's gonna be next or what like what what yeah, locale where is it going next? yeah what, you know like what century what locale but what then actually that? i actually only really give a shit about that when there was the original interesting story yeah. of assassin's yeah. creed one and two yeah and then, then after that after that i didn't care kill. anymore they yeah. decided to kill I, their main character yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, was it desmond so or who would not yeah, just got straight up killed for no reason yeah. and really then they were like yeah we don't I, oh you know what actually we don't need subplot anymore which actually in my opinion was the plot <laughs> but whatever it, yeah it has an opening uh plot and a ending plot and yeah it's a shame yeah <laughs> but oh, well. it's coming out this year uh, who knows where it'll go next? Like Stefan said, they've talked about Egyptian or Mayan mythology. I'd love to see. I'd love to see Mayan mythology because we that's never really touched on. Um, there, yeah, but somehow it's all the assassins African doing all the same Greek, stuff yeah. again. Oh, Can't yeah, believe yeah, it. Yeah, even yeah, in yeah, even yeah. No, I was so God of in War the, origin. <laughs> Wait, they already did in, that one. <laughs> in God of War Ragnarok in the trailer. There's like an African girl in there, so mm. it'll be really interesting to see because like. I Did don't remember that pivot? specifically. I think it maybe, might maybe. be like a pivot because it would, but yeah, African mythology would be cool because oh, I don't really, know anything about yeah. that. Like, uh, but yeah, like, but yeah, sh- there, there is a distinctively out of the water character I've seen in that trailer that I'm like, yes, why is she here? So mm-hmm. who knows? But, um, but the, we'll the see, thing we'll that they need to do with the next game is not do the same story. Don't do Kratos has a kid and he has to yeah. figure out how to love a yeah. kid. He He's already done that. Like, we have to figure out. Either, yeah, here. he either figured it out or he didn't. We don't we don't get to tell, <laughs> try and tell the story again. Well, it's like, right. it's like Star Wars now. All the new Star Wars stories is about a guy figuring out how to take care of a kid. So if we're going, like, <laughs> God of War can't be doing doing that too. Um so, or last, it. last of Us, Star Wars, <laughs> God of War—it's all about just an old guy taking care of a kid. <laughs> Man, how do I care for this kid? Like, <laughs> I was don't let it die. Yeah. Well, let's let's end the movie news spoiler, portion. but we're not going to do yeah. that. Let's end the news <laughs> portion on a on a on a high note and potentially a laugh, which is. Um, Hey, you guys remember Skull and Bones? It's still actually coming this year. Uh, supposedly still coming this year. Good old Skull and mm. Bones. Um, for I'm like, November. For real, maybe. Uh, they showed this. Dally, trailer. Uh, you have to retitle this article. It no longer is an ampersand. Oh, you're right. They changed it. Yeah. Come okay. on, um, man. Okay. Man. So you're the reason why Skull and Bones isn't true. <laughs> That's why it was delayed. The f- 
because it was at first supposed to arrive in 2018. That four-year delay was just to code out that ampersand. And yeah, now exactly. we did it. Um, Where's Beyond Good and Evil 2? Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, Ubisoft is having a UB Forward in, uh, at, uh, in September, September 10th. Um, so Beyond Good and Evil 2 was still listed as being in production. I think they brought it up during their latest investor meeting. So I'm sure we'll. I'm NFC's sure we'll are going to be in that. Yeah, that game. NFC's a, that's for that's sure. an NFC S game, if I've ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, no. Yeah, so have you seen the UI for this game? It gives me a headache. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> what the fuck is going they, on? They released a. They released a couple. Of, was it screenshots or was it from the trailer? Yeah. No. It. It. it they did a gameplay, like 15 minute gameplay thing, and like. People were saying like this looks like those memes people made of of Elden Ring. Oh, like if yeah. Ubisoft made Elden Ring, it look like this, and this game looks exactly like that. It's <laughs> just Ring. crazy. Yeah. It it's mind numbing how much information is on that screen. Uh, yeah, it's insane. I but, love I, mean, pi- yeah. I love pirate stuff, but I just I cannot get into this in the very slightest. It's Sea of Thieves, but not cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny, like we had Black Flag, right? Which, um, yeah. which was pretty successful with some of the boat stuff. That game rules. Rogue, yeah. which was it? Yeah. Assassin's Creed Rogue, which was like yeah, even more into that. That was yeah. that was pretty cool. And then I thought, okay, that's that's enough. That that was enough for me. And then Sea of Thieves came out. I'm like, okay, Sea of Thieves got it. I do doing not a different need thing. more. It was doing different. I'm like, I do not need anything more than. Sea of Thieves, and then they're like, we're still making a pirate ship game. Well, except Sea of well, Thieves is like a PvP game, though. It is. It is. Yeah. But survival. Open-world yeah. survival PvP. It's way yeah. more interesting than what, what this is in my... So, opinion. I remember reading of a dev diary for Assassin's Creed Black Flag. It was like, like how the idea for this game came about is they're like... Because oh. the way the the ship works and like black flag is, is like, it's not like a real ship. It's like a really, just like really weirdly mashed together, like thing that they made. Yeah. And they're like, let's try and make this good to use for another game. Yeah. And then eventually spiraled out of control. Well, Because remember before rogue <laughs> came out, that was the rumor that they were working on an assassin's creed game that focused almost entirely around the ship combat like it was going yeah. to be an assassin's creed ship combat well, game. odyssey but, has a lot yeah. of it too yeah so it's so just I weird to, uh, yeah i don't care by the way uh here i gotta pause this for a second because i gotta show you guys something Uh-oh. okay i'm pausing this here's what um something that kind of blew my mind a little bit okay forget skull and bones for a second Come, do not even worry about Done. that already top, already top did posts easy. and pages our so, uh, SDCC 22 party list, which is party lists always do good. Comic Con. PAX Rising, because it was PAX Rising was this past weekend. Now that you have <laughs> iOS 9, here are the games to get. <laughs> well, then there's the uh, Meet Cappy. Oh, my Lord. That's like four years ago. I th- Hold on. Meet Cappy was announced the same time. Cappy was announced the same time Skull and Bones was announced. So yeah. something actually came out that year. Yeah. <laughs> Oh Lord, my goodness! I, I do like, if, I do so like if you scroll up to the recent reviews, only one of them is not me. <laughs> right, it's me. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. What year was iOS nine released? Go. 
Well, we're at what? Iowa. 15, 15, so. 29, 2009, 2010? No, iOS 9 was probably 2017. I was going to say 2016. June of 2015. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Our most popular post of the last week. (laughs) Most of those Uh, games are completely unsupported now. Exactly. Exactly. All these tower defense games. Um, I have a flappy birds this thing to talk about in a second here. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's it. Any other news? I think that was it for news, right? Uh, Halo kind of a... Infinite is horrible. <clears throat> Halo Infinite's having all kinds of issues. Yeah, there, there's been, yeah, there, there's, well, there, there's been kind of a... you know, more stuff, but then there, yeah. there's also been some, uh, some chatter about, uh, you know, what was it Zach's devs talking about their experience or was yeah. it just, is it, yeah. it's, it's just basically like a... just people, People talking about their experience working on the game. Um, it was like and... fights fighting for scraps, man. Yeah, so like <laughs> the you know already Microsoft is a huge ass entity, and then three four three being a pretty big studio inside of it, and then you've got teams working on the game, and you they're the teams working on the same fucking game are fighting for budget, and you're just like dogs. What are you guys doing? It reminds what, me like, of cyberpunk stuff that all came like out. who like who the fuck is directing this game? Like, what do you mean you're fighting for budget? You're making the game. That's weird shit. Like I was saying before, it's lacking some internal planning person, some like person to communicate to the big big guys. Like, hey, this there's it's lacking some really good producer. Like it, like it needs a Yoshi P. It needs like a, someone who's like, hey, we're doing. They this, need to sell spreadsheets like, now. Yeah, like I don't know. It's just it's wild, wild that they cut two thirds of the game two two years before release. Yeah, and a that it still came out, and yeah. I don't, I don't know. Form, it's yeah. I it just makes it not surprising what we got yeah and how long it's taken to come out any more than what it is but uh the way that phil spencer cares about game pass they need somebody that cares that much about halo (laughs) and they need that that person to run 343 um because whatever it is right now uh, they're either split too far or or something because 343 is makes halo and the thing that they made wasn't good, or not good enough. Campaign good, multiplayer the thing Halo's known for. Stinky, <laughs> real stink. Uh, a, a slight bit of happy news. Speaking of getting the right people for the for the job, kudos, uh, congrats to friend of side questing Anna McGill, who is now the narrative lead of Fable. Um, for oh, putting congrats. that together at Playground, she got her. She did. She did the recent <clears throat> Avatar game that's going to be coming out. She were working on that. She worked. She was a narrative lead on Control, which is why Control is actually a hey, phenomenal. Control game. was well, fucking kick ass narratively. Control, so yeah, yes. I, and like, she in did terms of, um, in terms of narrative. I'm excited Death for of, an Avatar game. Whoa, yeah. And she did Death of the, <laughs> Out, yeah. so Death of the Outsider. She was a narrative lead on that as well. Uh, so wait for, I, for like. For is she sure designers. that she had to leave and not be narrative designer for the new Alan Wake game instead? Because <laughs> <laughs> that would have been. It's pretty so anyways, congrats to her. I think it's always good news. Um, but let's move on to games that we've been playing because uh, we're yeah. already at 47 minutes and it's Sunday night. <laughs> we All right. Well, I'm going to go. For, I'm going to go first. Oh. Mine's going to be short and then it'll tie into Zach's because we have an overlap. Okay. Um, so first thing 
uh, Factorio multiplayer. Whoa, um, boy. Yeah, so Factorio, who here has played Factorio? Nope. Zach, yeah, I'm not. JJ, you played Factorio? Yeah. Okay. So, Dali, guess, tell me what Factorio is. Uh, it sounds like, uh, no, I, I think you guys have talked about it in the past. It's literally, it's, you're like, isn't it, you're like running a yeah. weird factory on a planet or something? Oh. The, I mean, I remember there were like things moving on like a. Hey, there are definitely a lot of things, things moving. There's a lot of things moving. So anyway, so the game, the game, like there's no, it's not, there's no narrative to the game. No, it's um, not narrative. Uh, it is, you're, you're on a, yeah, like on an exoplanet and you're trying to escape, I guess. I don't know. Like, again, that, that narrative doesn't go, even really You got to build a rocket ship to get off. You got to build a rocket ship to get off the planet. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you only start with like a mining pick and there's coal and there's going to be copper and there's going to be iron mm -hmm. and you go from that to building a rocket ship and there's sure. uh, a shit ton of stuff in between so uh, i'm doing multiplayer we're on a multiplayer mod the planet that you're on has these um alien bug enemies called biters uh which your machines produce pollution the biters yeah. don't like pollution uh because it makes their planet bad so how would multiplayer uh, work on that it's just everybody has i mean yeah i mean you're built you build like conveyor belts and trains yeah. and shit and you move materials around and then you build shit so, so okay so everybody here, everybody has free build works. access here's how it works while taylor coughs his brains out so <laughs> basically like Thank you. so you have iron bronze and stone coal like your four basic ones and those combine in different ways so you use like you use you use coal to put into a burner to make iron plates and then you use those iron plates to make like a conveyor belt and then you also use that to make automated arms and then you have to also make electricity with the copper like get the wires so it's it just like you turn into making this whole thing conveyor belt like it's basically like you're running in amazon factory like hey like we got to figure out how to logistically ship everything out and make yeah, it and move the, and it's like, like these research, little boxes where you, add you have to research together. technologies yeah. and the big the okay. big way forward is that you research technologies and typically the technology in order to go forward requires that um you have complex parts being can like you take the complex parts and you turn them into science and then you use the science to research so you can't just be like okay cool i'm making rods and now i can make an engine and now i'm done no because now you have to use engines and you need like eight thousand of them hmm. so that you can research the next thing so that eventually you can get your rocket right and it's just that loop forever um and so originally cool. it starts out with you just need uh red science and then you need green science and then it just it keeps adding an extra layer of like okay well last time you needed engines now you need plastic now you need batteries now you and it's ever increasing complexity eventually you find oil you need petroleum you make plastic um you create robots, you create circuits, and then the circuits can be used to create machines. That's my that... grandma. Why is she in here? <laughs> <laughs> and, and anyway, so fact, Factorio is really wild as, as it's in, in and of itself as a video game. Um, multiplayer. It sounds like my style of experience, to be honest. I love this yeah. sort of tinkering building. It's great. It's yeah. So, yeah, I 
think you would like it because like mm-hmm. you you have these conclusions you need to reach and you reach it and then the next one shows up and then you have to reassess what you just made mm-hmm. yeah um, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you have to be by the way zach I, <laughs> not, my family avoids watching or listening to this so i am completely jealous of you yeah so like <laughs> you make these you make you yeah. you reach a conclusion and then you have to logistically work your way back like okay how do i move these things to that to get to here so it's like you're constantly adjusting there is no um best way to do something it's always up to you in your situation it's it's yeah. just it's it's, a it's, it's it's nicely made because everything that you make can be removed mm. but you don't destroy it it just goes back to your inventory oh, wow. so then you can just freely replace it again and whatever you make isn't lost because chances are it just you need that to put it into the next version of it so if you pull yeah. that thing up and you're like oh now this is just sitting here it's like oh well i want to make the better version of it mm-hmm. well guess what i needed that thing that i just just you know quote unquote destroyed anyway um but anyway so the multiplayer to move this along um the multiplayer um basically the biters we we have this giant wall that's pre-populated we can't go left Build it's water <laughs> you can't go left there's water there and if you touch the water uh the player dies um every time a player dies you have to fire one more rocket in order to actually get off the planet um and you know you're building your factory you're making pollution eventually that pollution gets over to the uh to little bugs and then they're really bad so then they keep attacking the wall and then but all the resources that you need are on the other side of the wall inside in the bugs so it's just this ever creep to expand out you to forced uh forced co- combat on the um on the stuff it's it's anyway it's a lot of fun cool. um awesome. factorio is uh is a good game and the other thing i've been playing is last call bbs that's a good oh game. that's um, cool I've from zachtronics they're, uh, they're kind it. of they're kind of last game. <laughs> this is on Game Pass, um, right? Yeah. It is yeah. a Game Pass game. Um, so it's Zachtronics' last game. They are mutually departing um, once this oh, is really? complete. Yep, that's just a decision that they that they came to. Um, they fried and... their own their their own brains. They're like, it's time to, to <laughs> chill. Um, and <laughs> there are six games. They're gonna add seven if you include the regular solitaire that's just built into it. It anyway. So last call BBS is really it. There's two parts of it. It's the seven games that are on it, and then there's the package because what it is is an old. um, Like I already, I don't have the like any. All right, here we here we here we go. So what's the what's the name of the computer? Oh, I don't even know. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Anyway, so what you, what what happened is the story is that you're you've you've been given this old you know imagine like a um you know an a, an old IBM uh, clamshell type nineteen mm-hmm. eighties oh. computer right oh, candy yeah candy, something like that and, and um this guy had this old computer he used to work for the company that made them and he basically put on. Uh, and then he ran like an old dial-up BBS server where he put pirated games. That's literally the whole thing. He pirated games and he put it on a BBS server for people to download. Um, and the whole experience is really neat because you fire it up, you connect <laughs> over a like over a simulated modem uh, to the BBS network to download these games that wait, he wait, like has wait. curated. 
please tell me that there is yes. a waiting period after you dial yes. in. Yes. <laughs> so so you so you dial so you dial in. You this pick a game. Awesome. You pick a game. It takes five six minutes to download it yeah it takes like six minutes to download there's there's solitaire built in so so like the literally here's here's how the experience goes or xbox are you playing on well i'm playing it on pc okay i'm i'm adding it right now um so yeah so you literally you the the first experience is you boot up the thing you have a memo pad it's the note from the guy who gave you the computer and you're like okay cool um and then you connect to the internet you know, can you contact BBS? You you pick whatever game you want to try and download first. Um, it takes five minutes, so you're like, okay, I'll play a few rounds of the built-in solitaire that comes on the computer. Um, the game finishes, it beeps at you, you boot it up, you realize this is too hard, you want to go back and download a different <laughs> one. And guess what? You're on a fifteen minute <laughs> you're on a fifteen minute oh, waiting God. period because you just downloaded something off the server and you can't do it again. So you're forced to spend 15 minutes trying to figure out one of these puzzle games, which are way too hard, <laughs> are basically so just hard. trying to teach you computer uh, if and or gates, and uh, and yeah, um, it's Sawayama. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is uh, that's 20th hey, century fact, foods. That's Factorio. It kind of. It actually feels very Factorio-ish. This is my favorite um, one, where you build models. So that's cl- yeah. that's classified as the easiest one, um, where you're just building gunplas. But uh, that this one is actually super sweet. Um, although, I also find it very interesting that they literally just gave away like four solutions to the puzzles, um, <laughs> because it shows you the the steps that you have to put in. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's very endearing. All of it is like explaining, you, explaining you genuinely to, feel it. Like explaining to the average like Xbox player what BBS is. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, I mean, like, I will say, yeah, go ahead. Zachtronics games in general, I love all, all their games. Um, Opus Magnum is probably my favorite, where you're an alchemist. You have to, you have like a set board. You have to combine elements to make another element. You just find the best way to do that. There's a nice story wrapped around that. They always, they always have these really interesting stories wrapped in these puzzles. So they make the games hard on purpose, and they give it a good story. So you're like, oh, well, I got to figure out what this story is going to go. So it's it's really interesting how they do it. There's even a game they have called Shinzen IO, which is like you have to program the game from the ground up to see where where it goes, which is like really cool. They give you a handbook, like an actual PDF, like hey, here's 60 pages of this language, <laughs> figure it out. Like it's just super super <laughs> like like super novel things. And Last Call of BBS just feels like the greatest hits of all their things. Like hey, here's yeah. all these like here's how all of our games feel. Um, especially the Gundam one, it's really interesting how it feels like you're building a model. Like it, like it has yeah. all these steps. Like you cut the things out, you prime well, it, it, you paint it, you put it together. It's just really, it's just really fun things to get your hands in and like mess. Around every time, with. every time you boot up one of the, you know, one of the games that you download from BBS is a, you get a new memo pad note where guy who gave, who gave you the computer tells you about why he included it um, or the reason why he put it on his BBS network in the first place. And they're all written extremely well. Like it's, it's, it's all very genuine feeling. 
Um, it's really cool. And um, what happens is that the only I've only beaten one of them, uh, like full clear, because you know there's you progress through more and more difficult levels. Uh, the only one I've beaten is their version of Spider Solitaire uh, so far. Um, which actually is kind of hard if you've ever played Spider Solitaire where you have to, you know, you played on the hardest diff or no, sorry, not Spider Solitaire, Free Cell, um, where, where on the hardest difficulty you start with only one open Free Cell. So that's, you know, that's, that's my claim to fame is that I beat hard Free Cell. Every one of their games has a Solitaire mode, by the way. Does it really? Yeah, it's like, this is the thinking zone. Time to go over here. Did you, have you, how many, did you, have you played all of them? Yeah, exactly. I played the dungeon one, which Doesn't is want to like hurt my brain. I couldn't do um, it. What's that game? Picross. It's like that, but you build kind dungeons. Of. Yeah, you're building. So it's like there's like a there's like treasure chests and monsters on the board. So it's Picross with that. It's and there's a logic like yeah. Um, treasure chests have a three by three room, and then like all monsters are at the end of a hallway. So you have the Picross numbers and that involved. So it's really it's. It just takes a lot, but but it's not not bad. I played that one and the Gundam one. Those yeah. are the only ones I like. It was just yeah. it was just cool. Like when you get to the Gundam one, and then he writes the note, and it's just like, yeah, you know, I was surprised when somebody made this because like why? But it was cool, so I included it. That's the whole. It's note. like it's like a guy wanted to build models with his kid. So yeah, this is and I so he just it. made yeah. this game. Um. Anyway, it's just I don't know. I w- I would do it just to. Read all of the at least the intro memos. The worst part is that you have to keep progressing, and then they give you more notes about like literally the background about this guy, about you know the reason why, like where he ended up at Sawayama. Um, sometimes the stories about how the games came to be in the first place, if he knows. And like Zach said, I want to know now, um, but I'm, my brain doesn't have enough wrinkles to be these puzzles there's one it's literally making a computer chip you have to put bare metal and then you have to put silicon to make a functioning computer chip i don't need to do that i don't i don't don't think i want to do that i have to make transistors out of silicon love it that's a video they they have this game they called eliza which is really interesting it's a visual novel where you play like, so it's like, you know, like a self-help app, right? It's essentially like there's never a computer at the end of that. There is a person at the mm-hmm. end of that. Like all these self-help apps that are in the world have people behind it answering questions. So that's what you do during during the game. Um, and it's not really a puzzle game. It's just a story. Uh, it's really good. And there's also solitaire in that one too. So Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I'm like I'm gonna have to go back and basically check out probably every Zachtronics game to be quite They're honest. cool. They're cool. All right. Uh, so you said you were gonna lead into Zach. Should we go to Zach or JJ? Do we, you and I uh, want to knock through these first? I don't know how long we know what. Oh, that's true. Zach does have Zach's got some stuff Zach's prepared. Zach's prepared. Uh, and so are you. So I guess like I don't have any. I could talk about comic books. I haven't really talk, 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 talk about, about comics. comics. Yeah, talk about comics. Twenty twenty one was the biggest year for comic books of all time. Yeah. Uh, it was the uh, I think comic book sales were up like sixty percent as oh, wow. as a whole, and like actual really, yeah, like an actual physical comics, like actual paper comic wow. books from comic Good. shops were up. We're back. Like, 
we're up like 39%, like almost 40%. Hmm. Do you know what's driving so, that at all? Or uh, just uh, availability. Uh, okay. uh, the, com- the movies haven't really been affecting things yeah, too much yeah. because we're in, you know, year 20 kind of, weird, of yeah. like of comics, comic mm. movies. Uh, it's just sort of like everything's kind of firing on all cylinders and you have a lot of, I actually have the list of the uh, top 10 like books of mm-hmm. 2021 to let you know, like where we're at. Uh, the number one book of the year was King Spawn number one. Really? Yeah, it was wow. a big, it was a big huge I mean, launch. Huge. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was one of those things where Spawn twenty twenty one was the start of Todd McFarlane like really like going back to Spawn and pushing mm-hmm. Spawn because it's not the last time Spawn appears on this list. Number two is House of Slaughter, which is um, a Boom Studios comic, and like and it's a really good like you know horror thriller-ish series that uh i i highly recommend it's it's really Mm. popular right now yeah number three is gunslinger spawn uh which like yeah that's two spawn titles in the top five number four is berserker number one Mm. uh which is the keanu reeves comic book series where he's like created it he's you know he's credited as writer but sure. i think we know better uh but also the main character is drawn to look like him uh you got that number five is venom 35 which i have hanging and signed by donny cates over here on my oh, wall nice. uh, uh donny cates's um venom series was a massive massive series uh for marvel it was one of their yeah, obviously one of their top sellers mm-hmm. you should never have taken that down you idiot um <laughs> uh and he's now doing uh he's now done with uh that and has moved on to thor um alien marvel's alien uh issue one was uh number six the uh, moon knight relaunch of uh, moon knight moon number knight, one yeah yeah uh everyone was relaunch. anticipating the show maybe in that e- case. E- exactly yeah uh x-men number one star wars bounty hunters alpha and then no. Star Wars: The High Republic, number one. Where, uh, mm-hmm. High Republic had this huge push behind it because it's the yeah, early it's the days big... of the yeah, it was the early days of the Jedi. You know, it, it's it's like the people want to go back. People want to get as far away from the Skywalkers as possible, mm-hmm. uh, and they're kind of hungry for it. So that's why Knights of the Old Republic is sort of one of those things that mm-hmm. uh, you know to go that far back, go you know thousands of years or hundreds of years or whatever uh the high republic books are pretty good the the comics i i the comic is in my was is in my poll list i like the uh because it's a whole it's like shadows the empire done right because shadows Mm -hmm. the empire Mm -hmm. was supposed to be their big multimedia nonsense where it was going to be oh it's soundtracks and video games and Mm -hmm. comics and books and it never really took off that way it was like you know but uh high republic is like it's a it's it's a tie-in thing like there's books young adult novels and comics and some spinoffs and stuff and it's been really good so far it's nice to just yeah it's a multimedia thing yeah. it's like mm-hmm. there's phases for it so if you're yeah. if you're into phases you're mm-hmm. like hey this is phase one of the high yeah. republic they're in like phase three i think i'm working through the audible books right now at work they're really oh, high really? quality Audible. yeah they're really yeah. high quality have a lot of good voice acting sound yeah. effects like it sounds like a stage play kind of yeah. thing uh, it's really it's really been- really cool they've been really good all around on this star wars audiobooks for 
this the the, the, the Disney canon. Uh, but I, I I highly recommend anything uh, High Republic just because it's it's mm. Star Wars without being bogged down by so much of Star Wars. Um, so that's good. And like the top graphic novels are the Department of Truth and uh, Something Is Killing the Children. Uh, which are just these there's these massive success stories right now in comic books. So you'll see I think there's they're, a lot. turning that into a TV series, I thought. Yeah, some, yeah. Some, yeah. Something is killing the children. Uh, and I think the House of Slaughter has also been picked up. Oh, cool. So how many sales total? Do you have the total sales? For which, for what in particular? Like, for all, for the whole thing. Like oh, all comics. It was, I, I think 2021, that broke 2 billion. Well, Yeah. Like it's crazy. Wow. So wow. that's that's awesome. insane. Yeah, it's 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 insane for comic books. Comic books are in like this this like they've never been bigger. Like because even if you <laughs> take back to the golden age or the silver age where comics were sort of at their peak uh, mm -hmm. in terms of sort of market penetration because they're because they were at you know they would pick them up the grocery store, you pick them up the drugstore, you pick them up sure. everywhere. Um, it's hard to pick up comics, like unless you have a yeah. comic book store that you go to, because um, like Barnes and Noble used to sell comics, but they don't anymore. Um, you know, some grocery stores still do, but it just depends on the grocery store. Yeah, um, it's like books, bookstores. Yeah. Some bookstores do, some like book the smaller do. chains, and then yeah, comic yeah. shops and online, right? Yeah, direct yeah. editions and digital comics, obviously. <clears throat> digital uh, are huge. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like I said, that's why it's it, it, comics altogether are up like sixty percent, while like physical ones are up like forty percent. It's like this ridiculous, these ridiculous numbers. I'm I, excited. I and love that comic books are like and they're getting creators again like creators are coming yeah. back uh and and they're sticking with creators which was always sort of a problem in like the 2000s and stuff uh yeah, especially the spider spider-man one yeah you know? spider-man ones like what was cool so that was the thing like i just got uh the other day uh one of my holy grail comic books which is thor 337 awesome um, and thor 337 one, is yeah. is the first appearance of beta ray bill yeah. Uh, which is one of my favorite characters. But what's most important is that it's the first time uh, where Walt Simonson took over as oh, wow. the Thor writer and stayed. And is probably when you think of Thor, a lot of the Thor stuff are uh, usually comes from one of two people. Uh, you get Walt Simonson or you get Jason Aaron. Those are your two. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, Thor Love and Thunder just came out. And mm -hmm. that movie is kind of 100% based off of Jason mm -hmm. Aaron's run. On. And it's the Straight biggest up. launch for any Thor movie to date. Yeah, yeah. Beat uh, out Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really impressive to see. Um, cool. Yeah, it's great to see this stuff. To, to see that the comics are where they're at, and it's like I've been going through the Simonson and Aaron runs of Thor again because the Thor mm -hmm. comics are really really fun, and uh, I love Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron is an incredible uh, writer. Uh, his mm -hmm. his his run on mm -hmm. Thor is almost unprecedented at this point. Like. It was like seven years or something. It was, it was, it was, it was significant. And he created, he reset the status quo for Thor in a lot of ways. Um, sort of because like they kind of took away a lot of the sort of like Dr. Blake and shit like that with, uh, uh, Thor and just made him yeah. a god again. Which it was cool was to see fun. Thor do god stuff, god like stuff. go to a planet and give it rain, yeah, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I'm gonna make thunder so you can have rain. Yeah, like, it, it was really going yeah. back to like the Kirby because Kirby loved the big cosmic, big stories and stuff. So, to like put 
Thor in this, these big cosmic circumstances where he's also uh, a god and to see him go through the turmoil, like um, him becoming unworthy, which leads to Jane, mighty Thor, uh, the storyline and everything. The reason why he becomes unworthy is, is like ridiculous. Uh, was uh, there was a storyline where Nick Fury uh, whispers something into Thor's ear and you don't know what it is for uh a significant amount of time that made him lose all confidence in himself where he doesn't hold the hammer. Yeah. He can't wield the hammer anymore. And it just turns out he whispered Gore was right uh, in his ear, which made him lose all of I, his. I still don't know how I feel about the Jane stuff, the Jane story. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil it because I know it's in the movie. So yeah, it plays yeah. out. It, it plays out wholly differently in the movie. Like, yeah, it does. Yep. Uh, but like not, like the reason for Jane wanting the hammer is relatively mm -hmm. is the same, obviously. Yeah. But like uh the machinations behind it yeah. and everything are completely different. It's it's kind of fascinating to see like what they did with Jason Aaron's stuff for this movie because there's like there's these like glimmers of of like the great stuff that because Aaron is a really really good personal writer like even when it's something like thor he did one of my favorite uh comic book series called scalped uh oh yeah scalped i, scalped. Scalped. I loved yeah. scalped where it was he the he goes back to the reservation to sort of uh investigate like uh crime like organized crime on mm -hmm. like so he's sort of like you know, he's sort of like a rat to his own people kind of thing. It was it's a fascinating, a great story. And that yeah, was a Jason yeah. Aaron story. Uh, so he's good at writing like just people. And Thor Ragnarok does, or not Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder doesn't really have a lot of that Jason Aaron people part of it. And it, Yeah, I was about to ask how you feel about the way Marvel's taken Thor. Because I feel like, I feel like Thor should reach a logical conclusion of like maturity and they're just kind of leaving him as a the comedic character and yeah, i don't think i like it as much now it's hard because to. yeah it's hard because like growing up the thor that i always knew was sort of the goofball character where it's like he he was a god and he didn't kind of take anything seriously because he was better than everyone else and mm -hmm. he had a lot of stories with hercules and stuff uh which uh was always just sort of like two two bros uh at constant uh head, butting heads kind of thing and stuff uh, 80s thor was 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 kind of it's like walt simonson's thor despite being mostly uh serious um kind of makes thor like after he's done sort of paved the way for a lighthearted Thor, which is fun. But like Jason Aaron's Thor is so like complex and fascinating mm -hmm. where he, he knew, he knew when to punctuate the comedy because there's some good comedy in Jason yeah. Aaron's Thor run. Um, but it's not like the Marvel style comedy where Marvel can't let a few moments pass without a joke coming in, which doesn't bother me. It's fine. Isn't it? It's this, fine. Yeah, yeah, but like this is one of those movies where it's a great, uh, it's just a great sort of standalone movie. Yeah. But like the problem we have now is that uh, the MCU is kind of running in place. Like, I they're 
without spoiling too much, it's like they're setting up Young Avengers without ever announcing mm -hmm. Young Avengers. <clears throat> every movie, every yep. show, every everything has another new Secret Young Wars Avengers. Is coming. Secret it. We know Secret is Wars is coming, but they've done <laughs> they've done like one thing to sort Secret of Secret Invasion yeah. is coming as well, and that's yeah, yeah, whatever that is, because they can't do Secret Invasion the way Secret Not Invasion the way happens. Was, yeah. And there's like I don't know what the yeah. Secret Invasion is going to be in the live action stuff. Like I could go on and on about like the potential of what can happen in the future mm -hmm. with the Marvel stuff based off of like, but well, Marvel's going to be <sighs> at um, Marvel Animation will be at uh, at uh, was the the fabled was it Hall. The, yeah. At, uh, yeah, because they have college, like they got like they got like three, other Marvel stuff too. I think they right? got like three animated series coming out or something like three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's, and, yeah, there's X Men ninety seven and uh, and some other zombies, some other stuff, zombies. And, and what and, if? Like, yeah. yeah, there's there's some. Yeah, I'll be. I, I, X Men ninety seven and D twenty three is coming as well. So yeah. well, cool. yeah, D twenty three is usually where uh, you get like the marvel stuff it's yeah. Just, yeah it's the e3 of uh disney, of disney. Yeah. uh so Excellent. Excellent. uh yeah so comics in a great place cool. uh love it it's like never been more excited awesome. to be a comic book fan. i think i remember reading that demon slayer in japan like that one series sold more than the whole comic industry in the states oh uh, almost yeah. certainly oh and it's speaking crazy. of and speaking of um in terms of comic books we uh we just lost the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, which in a horrible accident, and that's kind of a bummer. And he just recently released uh, uh, a Spider-Man series for Marvel, uh, yeah. like called Secret Reverse. Uh, it's fantastic. It's a really because like you open that up and you recognize immediately. It's like oh, this is just like Spider-Man hanging out with the cast of Yu-Gi-Oh. Damn near. It's just mm -hmm. it's his it's it's his art style and. I highly it's fun if uh, it's a good cool. uh, it's a good thing so all right well i'll hop into what i've been doing because uh, i'm wait, glad one second because I, I i'm i'm jj i'm sorry I'm, i missed what you could you just like go again <laughs> yeah. um, okay yeah. so 2021 was the biggest year of comic books of all <laughs> oh, hell yeah <laughs> it's awesome jj no. thanks <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. Getting... I heard the whole thing. Okay. I want you on this part, uh, Taylor, because um, I'm playing something that's related to you. You and I, I should say, but to you specifically. Okay. Now, it's weird. Um, you guys loved my fantastic, delicious games <laughs> segment last week, uh, which talked about um, this guy right here, right? The, 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 play, the date. play date. Well, guess what? Using using uh, th this is the best handheld game game device on the planet ever created um using the this cord known as a usb cord and plugging it into this computer could be pc could be mac could be linux uh i can very simply do this share <laughs> the screen share the video to the point where you can even see the little crank on there move right so I'm so I, so proud so proud of is, you, Dally. No, I think this is actually pretty fantastic that it's so easy to share video from a game. You still can't share video from Steam Deck. Switch, you have to. You can only share thirty second 
little bits. So this extra clue that you literally just plug it in and you look. It's amazing it. what happens when you get a very resolution black and white screen and how easy yes. it becomes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> correct. Also correct. But uh, anyways, I, I spoke last week about life's too short and uh, I think another game, um, whatever. Uh, but I, I dun- Dungeon Escape. This nice. week, I want to talk about Crunky. Yeah. Um, which sounds awesome, right? So I'm going to play here. I, I have the, the audio turned off, but I'm going to do the arcade mode. And really, this is just, I have to, you just kind of move <laughs> crank left and right. All it is, it's an avoid game, right? You avoid it, but how much can you avoid? Uh, you try to get as many coins as you can. Simple idea. Oh, lost it. Four. That's my record, by the way. <laughs> Four is my record. Um, Crunky is an interesting game. Uh, it's probably... You know, it's one of those things where it's like I'm on the toilet and I need to, I just want to play something for like, you just need to crunk one out. Just need to crunk yeah. one out. A new crunky just dropped. Me. Yeah, new crunky, Pedia. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's super simple. They have Dally, a go to the crunky Pedia. You got to go to the crunky Pedia because there's a crunk. Turn on Boy. Turn on Boy's of another video game. Turn yeah. Boy commits tax, tax, tax evasion. Yeah. That's a Check, game. Scroll to Turn Boy right now. That's literally him. It's yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's fantastic. You must die in this crunkle pop in a run to obtain. So it's just kind of cool. Crunkle cool. pop. Crunkle pop. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually the kind the animation that they have on this little screen is it, it's actually really kind of nice. The stupid little black and white uh, LCD screen that never turns off. It's actually kind of it did a good job. Um, crunky, not bad at all. Uh, but it's, there's not a lot of meat on the bone. It's just literally a simple, simple little game. Now, what I want to show you as well is this one. This is the Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift Blitz. Taylor Swift. I, I, I wanted sw- to mix in Swift as in the bird Swift and then Bliss, but I completely screwed that up. So it's Anyways, a Taylor Booby. Taylor. That's perfect. Uh, what? So this is an RPG. Um, it reminds me surprisingly a lot. Uh, there's a little bit Whoa. of like Pokemon-ish in there. Wow. And um, so you have the character moves around, right? That's you can talk to people. Actually it's well-designed actually, looking. Is, is, like so this is one of the, um, there's a whole, there's like seasons of uh, content for the console. It downloads it wirelessly. This is one of the first two games that are loaded up on your console. It's this and this really bad surfing game. Um, uh, Jeff Grubb loves that surfing game. And, uh, and that surfing game is by the folks that make Curse to Golf, too, which is a completely different type of thing. Um, but uh, hello there, lad. Uh, whatever, get out of there. So, yeah, you're essentially, you get dropped into this town, and your goal is to just take pictures of birds. But, uh-oh, look out. There's, um, there's like, bad, like a team of, of ruffian kids that run around and, uh, so cool. and do stuff. Uh, and you, you use the rank, the clank. It's like, wow. The crank to rotate the item uh, wheel, <laughs> and you select what you want, right? So it's that it's like, Zach's in right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm literally typing in. in play let me, how let me zoom in. Oh, the bird got away. Where's the birdie? Where's the bird? Oh, I thought I saw him over here. The birdie is right, but it's kind of cool. You can you quite you know you use this Taylor. And then you packs. take a picture. Bam! Take a picture <laughs> of the bird and. It's a bumbling hoverbird. How does it even fly? It's kind of cool. You keep the, uh, you basically take, okay, you take the pictures of these birds. You're literally a birder and you go around, you find stuff, you do stuff. 
and look at this guy's taking pictures of birds. Will a bird pop out of here? I don't know. It's just really fun. Really simple. Let me show you the pictures of birds I got. I got the chirping, bumbling hoverbird. I got the sitting black-bodied bobby. Uh, the strutting junk bird. The sitting <laughs> gorm, gorm or gorm. <laughs> Uh, sitting bonker bellied tree tapper and you can get sitting versions or flying, you know, flying versions, hopping version. It's kind of cool. And so the game actually has you, <clears throat> you get your first 10 and there's a city meatball and pet tower. Um, uh, you know, you get your first 10 and then you have to kind of get different variations of them. Like you have to get a flying version. You have to get in a sitting version. You have to, you know, and then you're obviously facing off against this, team it's it's got a little bit of pokemon in there it's got a little bit of uh pokemon snap it's just it's just a fun really fun really well done um done little game and i it's just it's so awesome i think taylor i actually think you would like it because it's got this silly little uh naturally it's the birds and stuff in there so yeah anyways and it auto saves it which is kind of cool and then the uh the other game there's a white water. I just pre-ordered one. So. Did you really? <laughs> um, you can uh, you can code online. Uh, your code your games online for their app. You know they have an online website. You can actually literally develop Playdate games online, uh, and then you can sell them on itch, and you can sideload them real easily. White water wipeout is the game that the other game that comes with it. Crank to it. There you go. Sweet, and let's see how far I can. Uh, oh, well, next time. How about you don't go thing. backwards, Dally? It's a little more difficult to control. Uh, do a border roll. Wow, I hate Crank it. it. Yo, oh, I'm canceling my pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyways, turtle wave. Um, well, that's cool. And then I think I got one more game that I want to show here. Crunky life's too short. Dungeon escape. Oh, these two more games, right? Cranky Bird, which is exactly what you think it is. It's actually, uh, oh, it's, uh, what's the stupid bird? Uh, Flappy Bird, but you're using the crank, and there's a story to it. So you're not just trying to avoid stuff and cap, you know, just get points. You're actually living out this story where this bird is trying to get home um, to his wife and do stuff. He's and never like getting home. In. Yeah, he's never going to get home. He's going to die. If you look at how I'm playing, he's gonna die. Um, <laughs> but it's actually kind of interesting. I I do dig it. It's a uh, cranky bird. It's like Flappy Bird. If Flappy Bird was oh, I gotta do this way. There you go. If but Flappy also, Bird actually had a story to it. Oh, and but also on. also it's a pun on Angry Bird. So. It is. So they made, <laughs> they did it a bunch. So let's see if I can get over here. But yeah, it's just kind of a fun little crank version of. Uh, of uh angry bird and flappy bird coming together and can i get can i get this up here oh i died oh whatever anyways yeah it's kind of cool um and then the last game it was suggested to me yes no it's uh (laughs) so these uh casual birder and wipeout are based on the games that come part of the season um, these other games are all games that I bought based on uh, folks have, you know, the d- actual developers messaged me and said, hey, check out my game. Trapdoors, it's kind of a, just a really simple puzzle game. Uh, North Hyde or North Hyde or North. Hyde. Um, and it is a, can I do that? Oh, yeah, I got to open it. There you go. It's essentially, and I'll show you how to do this. Um, oh, there we go. Um, you, there's 
you got these two block break or blocks. All right. So this is the gray. Neither of the things are gray, but there's a white one. So now the white one gets in there. Okay, I can get to the black, the black pit, and the black ball goes in there. Real simple concept. You get points. Okay, get that in there. But there's no gray, so I got to keep that closed. But here comes the white one. So I'll open the white one, and I got to crank that. Crank it. Um, a simple little puzzle game, but, uh, you know, I like it. Uh, it's, like I said, sometimes a console like this oh and i missed it oh well minus 100 a console like this is great for um these simple little games because it's just i mean it's a simple console it's like a what the game boy was the original game boy but it's got a crank attached to it it's got better visuals um but uh yeah i think these these simple simple games are great for it but then you get these cool big old rpgs like casual birder but everybody's having fun developing for it. And at the point where I've started developing a game for this, which uh, I'll hopefully in the coming weeks, I'll give little updates here and there. I might, I'm just kind of doing something kind of real simple and fun. But um, here's the uh, animation when you do open a gift. Let's see what uh, what game came in on the season pass this time. Oh, check it out. It is. This one is called. I don't know. I don't know what this is. Let's open Sleepy it up. Yeah. Sleepy dude, what do I do? Time travel advent. Kranken presents time travel adventures. Crank to start. Ah, it says first date meet at three p.m. Okay, okay. So he's hey, that's up. pretty cool. Oh, ah. check that out. Oh, what's he doing? Okay. Oh, is it like a story? Second date meet at three p.m. Three oh one. Oh, I made it. Cool. Just in time. Oh, oh no. he missed it. Oh, I didn't crank fast think? enough. Meet at 3 p.m. Oh, I get it. I gotta be careful and not. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's it's cranking. It's there's a little bit of extra stuff that goes on there. But if you give crank backwards, is it just oh look at that? The time keeps going forward. Time okay. keeps going forward. <laughs> oh oh get that guy passed and you can also play this with oh uh, uh see where controller is sort of weirdly blinking at the top you can use an xbox and playstation controller on this sucker too if you don't want to use the actual crank part so it's a nice little accessibility thing um that they've done in the in this Ooh, speaking of accessibility last call bbs you can that's it hold the control key and it'll speak the game to you which is nice. oh yeah that's it was really cool the whole thing anything on the screen yeah. so uh play date games thank you to hey. all the developers who sent me stuff i will keep playing these play date games everybody Dally, how are you um how are you making the game is it is it graphical based is it all all code based What's it's the graphical deal? based in it's very easy to do something let me here let me load up um uh where is it uh where's my Link here. I have the little Playdate developer thing loaded. Where did I put that link? Of course, I don't have the link in front of me. Um, yeah, I'm googling it. Develop for Playdate. Uh, there's an SDK, so of course you can do stuff. But there's the online one. Oh shoot, what's it called? Called Pulp. Pulp. There we go. Let me show you guys Pulp. I will. Stop streaming this, and I will share <clears throat> pulp. Um, and it's fun. Like again, you could 
literally just start with something real simple. See, this is this is pulp. It's playdate.pulp. That's it, right? And these are the you can just take take these things and move delete stuff. This is the character. You can, you know, if I want to do the font and write down, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna write play with the different fonts here and drag stuff on there. It's just kind of cool. There's um let's see T. You can move. Oh, let me get this out of the way. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, you can you can play around with some pretty stuff pretty easily. I'm just kind of rushing through this the moment, but um, eh, it's cool. I would totally uh, spend some time playing around with this and and making games and making little rooms and, and you can do all kinds of stuff. 2D games, 3D games. Tell it where you want to do the crank. You know where you want to use the crank, where you want to use different buttons. Uh, save save the game. I mean, it's all done directly within the um right. within the browser and then you can just spit it out to a file uh which is like i think it's pdt or whatever it is and uh and there you go sell it on itch or wherever you want to sell it or to give it away for free but i would encourage people to do this in fact maybe we should have like a little mini side questing game jam and i'll feature some of these games on uh on a future episode Ooh, i can set that up i ran like three or four game jam yeah. before, so kind of fun kind of fun i would get into it stefan you said you're uh your brother's kid is really into Minecraft, wants to be a game creator. Do this. Have him play with Pulp. Um, you can just create a free, create an account for free and just develop real simple little games. I mean, you can make a game like Adventure, which is basically this, and you could make all these different tiles if you want to do different, you know, shapes and colors and all that kind of stuff in there. And um, but I would uh yeah, look at animation, it's got all kinds of stuff. It's not a lot of um knowledge i mean it's a very look it's a very real basic development platform right and then when you're all done you can go ahead and just spit it out export it do all kinds of download the pdx johnny was making one too right johnny there you go i just downloaded uh i think it's called professional waste of time was the thing i was working on but yeah um you could download it and uh yeah johnny was working on something and it's very easy to yeah that's a list johnny very easy to uh, to get into. So I would do that. Uh, Playdate, um, casual birder, crunk, all that other stuff. Thank you, guys. Let's get on to crunk. Zach. I wanted to get through this. Let's get to Zach and talk about what Zach has been. Okay. I've been playing one game, two games for the show, <laughs> but one, one game. The other game, hey, another review game next week I can talk about finally, but mm -hmm. we get to talk about one review game this week and one Japanese game. So okay. let me share my screen. We can get to my power PowerPoint. Okay. Do I have to do anything? Uh, no, it's there. Okay. Well, I'll start with my weekly update. So usually in the side questing Discord, I have been up just like talking about the game in general. I think I'm gonna stop doing that and just kind of delegating it to like this. So just like sure. talking about it on on here, so everyone can see it and just you know it's cool. Keep in mind that you um, are gonna have to attend the show in order to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, this, and that's a that's a good way because it makes me you know care because maybe like hey, I want to talk about Dragon Quest, so you know. Maybe I'll show up. So weekly update number one. So I am still in version one of the game. There's six versions, six expansions. I'm still working. I'm almost done with version one. Um, it's kind of like this. You traveling around all the different races, places, and hearing like the background stories and all this stuff. And what's kind of cool 
in this in Dragon Quest in general and Dragon Quest 10 is the way the stories unravel themselves. Like you just walk to a place and a cutscene will trigger. It's like you don't know there's a thing that's happening. And it's like, hey, here's some story. And it's just really naturally, like it's like a natural feeling. You're just kind of exploring, walk to the next zone, like a big ass like demon there who's like, oh, this is the bad guy. He's doing a thing. He's gone. I've never seen him before until here. And you get to visit all these places out of order, whatever. So it's, just, it's a really interesting and fun kind of natural way you're exploring these worlds. And everyone's been referencing this thing the whole time. So it's kind of just cool. Like, oh, there it is. Um, it's really interesting. And it mirrors a lot of what Final Fantasy 14 did in its first expansion where you introduce you to these worlds, the society, these countries and their societies and the economic structures and like the things outside of that and how they interact. So you're just, I'm just learning a lot about the world and it's just really good. So I'm going to talk about the discord, the people who are making this happen. Uh, yeah. So Ryan, Shobu, super famu, fish cakey, blood, milk, um they they do trans translations for this game so they have this whole discord channel and they pull text and they run it through a machine translation then they clean it up and they that's the official trans translation so it's just really cool and fun to see these people working hard on it and seeing like i run into a a grammar issue i post it in the discord they say okay it's been changed you know so it's like it's everyone just kind of working on it together so it's just really cool um, yeah, so the community is great. Everyone's always inviting you to do things, just open to teach you. And yeah, so I just love it. And here are my adventures this week. Um, I played Sugoroku, which is a Dragon Quest board game that you play once a week. You redeem your tickets, get to play this board board game where you travel around, level up, fight things, uh, things change on you. It's kind of like Mario Party, but you're working together. Each person's a different class. And at the end of it, if you beat the boss, you can get some pretty cool accessories that are like pretty important. Like I got a best in slot accessory, which is super cool. Um, here's me and uh, some friends killing a boss. Uh, there is a pirate. I'm the little guy in the bottom. So the pirate what they do is they set up these cannons and they use them as like pets basically. And they shoot cannons. And then the guy to the left of, of me, his name's Yuki. Uh, also Taylor's dog's name. I'm pretty, yep. pretty sure. Yeah, that's, that's correct. That's my dog's <laughs> name. Um, and he's he a gadabout. A gadabout is a character that just kind of fucks around and he like, Wait, what, what's it called? Gadabout. Uh, you gotta forget about it. Hey, you know, it's kind of like a little jokey clown character. They do a lot of weird, you know, things. Uh, it's 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 fun. It's really interesting uh, gameplay mechanic. It's all RNG based, which I like. Um, and there's that. I got a pig. There's my my pet. Um, and I bought a house too. There's my house behind me, and I got a little farm. So I'm starting farming, and yeah. And then here's some funny translations I ran into. I screenshot those and sent them to the discords. They also have a channel in there to show off funny things. Uh, let's see. This door is keyed. This door is locked. But said <laughs> this door is keyed. Cool. So we fixed that. <laughs> uh, next one. This 
Yeah, what do you do? Fishing, fish pond, fish, put fish, 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 let fish go, fish <laughs> on record, new description. Um, that's like, it just kind of ran all the uh, translations for the options together. So they fixed, fixed <laughs> that as well. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just fun. It's really cool to see the pe people making the tools. And this week, actually, they updated the tool set. So there's two tools that you need to play the game, essentially. One's called Clarity. Clarity makes the text, sorry, makes the text insert like this. Um, and it also translates the menus, character names, spell names, quest dialogue. Other, so it's like it does all of that. And then Akmon is the other one. It pops up like this and it does letters and some uh, other things. But they combine those together and they auto update now. So each time there's a new script pushed or a new update to the tools, it'll just automatically do that. Uh, so that happened this, this week. Here's another one. Uh, we have arrived at our first town. It would be a good idea to change the location of the revival point in case of total anni uh, annihilation. And we talked about this in the trans translation Discord channel. I was like, annihilation sounds kind of kind of cool. So they just kept it. So that's going to be <laughs> um, yeah. here's, here's this one. It seems to be just a well without any kind of. Hentai. We don't know how this one happens. Love it, but it's just. I would assume. There. I would assume that it's Herbert. like, yeah, either or yeah. like or weirdness. Sometimes weird can yeah. be like a weird, like a pseudo offshoot. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's also a thing about perverts being in wells. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. So it's just it one of those like. Quest. I mean, it's very possible. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like really interesting. Uh, it's just cool to be like, hey, this this happened. Like, let's like fix it, you know. Um, let's fix it or let's laugh, laugh at it. So that's kind of the that, that's the end of end of that that one. But I'm gonna keep doing doing these like every week because there's a lot of cool mechanics and things I talk about in the Discord. But I kind of want to hold those off so everyone can hear about them because I think they're pretty cool. Um, now here's the important here's the <laughs> big one. Oh boy. <laughs> A switch port got owned. All right. Yeah, this is so. This is like. This is obviously this. Is, this is the PC port of Disguise Six. Obviously, it's going to look better than the Switch version because it's a Switch. But I wanted to make a review that is funny. So this is what I did. Um, so what, what makes a game good? So. We can we can think think about it in two ways, not two ways. How about one way? Aesthetic beauty. Uh, when a game looks good, then it just makes you feel 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 good. You know, like this is aesthetically pleasing. Speed, the way the game moves, how fast it is. You know, how how well you can do the thing you want to do. Is it a racing game? Yeah, catch me <laughs> on the track. No, it is a strategic rpg that you can speed up really really fast sometimes on the switch other times no but there's this and there's this value to your eyes and brain which are connected to your hands which makes the game go it makes you feel good and sometimes when you're playing a game on the switch it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good on your eyes or your brain so like all of that to say it's you start lean, like slowly going into a scream. It starts off and now it's just all caps. 
All that to say, good gaming is good. Oh, thank you. Well, <laughs> me and little boys defending Nintendo. <laughs> so listen, uh, we which one's I've, me? <laughs> you're the, the guy the on the on the far right, the unshaven one. Yeah, the guy on the far, far, far right. With the head yeah, like real life, baby, just like real life. It's crazy <laughs> how, like, I know it's like it's dumb to say it's crazy how much a game, how much better a game looks on the Switch. Versus the PC, but like, it's the this game isn't really a demanding looking game to begin with. It's a very simple, like simple character design, simple like aesthetic. There's nothing like demanding in the graphics. It's just really interesting how bad they made this game look. They needed to make three different performance modes for the game to work on the Switch. There's the normal mode, which is like like 720p at like 22 frames a second on the switch then there's like the performance mode which is like 30 frames a second is really jaggy and then there's the t- like the 240p version mode that runs yeah. at 60 60 frames a second and it's crazy it's crazy that they need to like that they just can't figure out a way to just make it kind of work like how capcom does with monster hunter how mario games are or zelda games are like they are 30 frames a second that's fine, but they run and they feel good to handle and control. You know, it's very strange to me how some of these games just, just don't like work and they don't feel good to play. Um, look at this. This is an actual screen screenshot. I kept it 720p, by the way, this is an exact screenshot of the game running on the switch in performance mode. Oh, Hello. <laughs> so this is th- that's thirty FPS mode. Yes, thirty FPS mode. Um, I don't know oh, why. Lordy. But it's stinky. No, no, no. It's bad. <laughs> Warning: No babies allowed from here on. This is this is an adult only. This is an adult only review now. Not for the price of two Nintendo Switches, your Disgaea 6 could look like this. Look at this. <laughs> this is even on the All PlayStation. This is a PlayStation 4. This is the PlayStation 4 screen screenshot I grabbed. Like, it doesn't take that much. Like, <laughs> it, it takes two, two Nintendo Switches. <laughs> yeah, it takes, I mean, the Switch, I mean, the PS4 is probably like three, three Nintendo Switch lights at least. So you got got that, but like it's just crazy how much better it feels to play this game on the PC. Like I I started up, I was like, this feels like a brand new game. Like and this is how it made me feel. I was like, this is how it feels when you play this guy six on PC with over 240 p textures and sixty plus frames per frames per second. It's it's a huge upgrade, and I think the PS five version also came out. PS four version also came out with the PC one. So I mean, if you're gonna like want to play the game where it feels good and it doesn't hurt your eyes uh definitely play it on there and steam deck you have one of those did the game come out on uh, switch first or pc first it came out switch last last year and i put in a good 80 hours on that game yeah i was gonna say i remember us talking about it yeah yeah, yeah. i like it and- it's got that hollow life stuff in it <laughs> yeah i got yeah they're also on the they also gave me that code for the pc version right um and then 
he was forced to play this guy at six on Nintendo Switch, undocked mode at 2040p. That's how I felt playing on my Switch, Switch Lite. Um, yeah, it's just, it's the next game I'm reviewing is also a Switch game that I played first yeah. on the Switch. And I'm playing on PC. Oh boy. And it's another game that isn't graphically oh, demanding, but it's just wild to me how these studios just like can't hit it like they just can't be like hey you know what maybe maybe we should make our games look good and play well at the same time um i don't know what engine this game runs in i know the next game i'm talking about is a unity game which generally has issues with Mm -hmm. switch but hollow knight runs pretty well on the switch and it's probably more demanding than the game i'm going to talk about so and it looks better but yeah it's that's that's this new uh this is a two part two part series part two is going to be next week um yeah if you want to play this guy six get it on your steam deck get on pc get on your ps5 get on your ps4 get on the switch i don't care i it's a good game it's worth playing um especially if you like like, on switch but but it looks yeah Yeah, I mean, that's just really what it comes yeah. down to. Like, that's what these reviews are like. This is, what, this is why I like grabbing these reviews for games that I've already played. Because it's like, I, I've the game's good. I just can, now I can talk about, like, the meat of it. Like, hey, like, why does, why do, why does game look bad on Switch but look good on PC? Or on good on PS4? Like, um it's, the, it's just those graphical strange. issues no longer are a part of the conversation, right? Then you can actually talk about the game proper instead of worrying. Yeah. About it. yeah. So like now, like with this guy of fans, that was the huge thing they talked about. I was like, man, this game runs like doo doo. Like you can just you can just search switch this guy is six game facts and just look at that, and it's just everyone's like, why does this game look like crap? Why does this game run like crap? I've never played a game that feels this bad, and it's like it's. A legit complaint, especially like because Disgaea they released Disgaea 2, the re release of that game on the Switch, Disgaea 5 on the Switch, Disgaea 4 on the Switch, and they run amazingly. Hmm. And this game, the only difference is they have 3D models and they're not even that com- complex looking. So it's like, what's the ex- what? Where's the excuse here, guys? Like, where? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why is adding 3D models to these little dudes making this game? run at 240p like uh strange um and i wanted i want an answer i'm expecting one oh what time is it i'm expecting one in two two hours japan time. <laughs> i think the, i think they're gonna be ready uh, but yeah there's also the I, question of why they even did 3d models in the first place but that's that's a yeah they definitely game. look they they lost um some character yeah, some character oh boy doing a lot of heavy lifting that's yeah. some <laughs> so i looked at the uh release dates here right and um mm-hmm. uh the game launched let's see switch ps4 ps5 switch and ps4 uh launched on the same date um which from in japan for disgaea six yeah which leads they me to believe that here. the that de- that it was uh, developed for the PS4, and then uh, as the kind of the lead console, lead platform, and then ported to Switch. Right, um, where 
you look at games that are developed specifically for Switch, like Monster Hunter Rise, developed specifically for Switch. Camp, like Camp a game Hunter. I'm talking about next week. <laughs> and to the games developed specifically for Switch tend to have a tend to have a little bit more <laughs> control of what the console is capable of. However, yeah. it, you know, it's it's typically when they're kind of dual pathing stuff, or they know there's going to be a PC version coming that they're holding back on some things um upcoming sonic frontiers the re- everybody says it actually runs great on switch well it's because the switch was the lead platform for sonic frontier uh surprise which is why everybody says it, it kind of looks not that great on other consoles but it looked great on switch because that yeah. was your lead that was your lead platform um uh and so yeah it's i think in this case because it was it's probably ps4 or playstation probably the lead platform uh, and the Switch version was like, well, there are more Switches than our PlayStations in Japan, PS4s and PS5s combined. So let's we have to we have to make a version for the Switch. Uh, That's regardless. a very Nippon Ichi software decision. Yeah. if I have to say so myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, Japanese companies uh, know right now that if you're making a game, you have to put it on switch because every, every game, everybody has a switch in Japan. It's, it's the top well, console. You have to put it out there. Even though it's not your lead platform, it still has to go there. So you get those, you get those ports, which are just, ugh, <laughs> ugh. but it's wild. It's because this guy of five, it runs like a dream on the switch. <laughs> So it's like the the only difference is the models. Like what? How many how many edges are on this on this guy? You know, like how many? Well, we don't we don't know that. I mean, they they they, they literally could have introduced a new engine in order to go with the new art style. I mean, it it could. Let's look at let's let's look at that. This guy of five came out by the way two years after disc uh, on Switch after PlayStation Four, so they had that good time to kind of get the game actually up and running um, it's just yeah. it kind of boggles my mind hmm. the only difference like essentially in this guy six besides the characters is the numbers are bigger hmm. <laughs> so like you can reach 999 million i think level and like and like 10 set a 10 quadrillion damage which is different from the other games um like that's like that like is it the numbers that's making the switch go oh god i can't do this like don't know this is very interesting (laughs) to me i also Um, think it's 70 dollars on pc wow is it it is wow um that's a very nippon ichi software decision <laughs> if i gotta say so myself yeah. i was just uh taking a look at the steam that game is hey i take it back this game is not worth 70 bucks so right. wait for it to go on sale <laughs> add it to your wish list to get that email <laughs> mm-hmm. i was yeah i was just browsing it. i was like man i wonder how much i can get this guy a six for I saw seventy bucks and I was. Huh? <laughs> I mean, all the games were on sale during the Steam sale. You could get like all f- the games that are on the on Steam, all the Disgaea games for like forty bucks. So you kind of missed out. Survive. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait. Next. Next week's is going to be even. I'm excited for next week's. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know it's coming, so I'm excited yeah. for your. <clears throat> I like this format. I like your your talks here. These are good. These are good. Well, I with need that, structure in my life. So yeah, you do. I need structure too because we're coming up to two hours here. Um, <laughs> and uh, when I edit, yeah, it's time to structure the end of the show. Time to structure the end of the show. Next week's episode, uh, after the direct that everybody says is definitely coming this week. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely, we're getting another direct this week. Definitely. There's Absolutely. no news recently that could have derailed it, but definitely getting a direct this week. Um, <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep the show to one hour. My goal is one freaking hour. Well, then it just I'll stop. I will stop living. Yeah, and then I'll just I will Don't resurrect play any on games the day. Except me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, hey, gents, it was awesome, awesome chatting with you on a on a beautiful Sunday night, uh, a very hot Sunday night here. Um, Zach, great work on the uh, on your powerpoints. Always good stuff. Up there, this guy in the corner, JJ, awesome talking about uh, comics. I love comics, comics and Thor. Taylor, Taylor, get me into Factorio and Last Call BBS. Two of two Poor of the guy. Kind of games that I will definitely be into. Definitely, I'm Last Call. I was searching Falcon's Eye as you were talking Last Call. Because anybody remember Falcon's Eye, the awesome classic BBS? Um, definitely, definitely check out yeah, between the two. As much as I like and enjoy Factorio, that game's not going anywhere. It also, in, in all of his years of being out there, has never gone on sale. Last Call BBS. I don't know. Last Call BBS gives me the worms and fuzzies. Factorio makes me Checking want to never do anything else again. And it's Checking early it access, and so they're going to add yeah. more games. So, yep. And Dolly, yeah. yeah, Dolly, great job getting the play date up and running. Thanks, Dolly. <laughs> Dolly, you're the best. We're all proud <laughs> no, of you. You guys are the best. The guys I saw you cranking, you cranking it. Of the guys I was on the cranking show, it during the this, this play date cranker there is. <laughs> oh, Just watch the guy crank. Just yeah. watch me crank Just for three dudes watching their friend crank on stream <laughs> for an hour and 57 minutes. Uh, thank you to Zach's amazing family for joining us. That was awesome. I hope they enjoyed it. I don't know. We appreciate yes. the support. And thank you to the rest Sorry of our wonderful listeners, <laughs> Stefan, Playland, everybody else out there. Uh,